Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. Nearly 11,000 days, 30 years of pain, 30 years of suffering, 30 years of hearing that it's just the same old Detroit Lions, 30 years of hearing you will never beat the Packers, 30 years of saying you will never win the division. I've heard it all. I've heard the naysayers. I've heard the people saying that there's just something about Detroit. There's just something about the Lions. There's just something about this team that's holding them back. It's not about the talent. It's not about the coaching. It's just within the organization that they have the inability to win big games, win games when it matters, and more specifically, win the NFC North. That's right. For the first time in 30 years, the Detroit Lions are your NFC North champions. Not only that, the last time they won the division, it was the NFC Central and they played in the Silverdome. For the first time in history, the Lions are bringing a home playoff game to Ford Field by winning the NFC North. That's what happened. A little bit of history last week when the Lions played the Vikings in what turned out to be an instant classic, which Ifatu Melifanu came in clutch intercepted Nick Mullins for the fourth time in that game, and the Lions reign supreme. Goal one of the year, check. It's done. I, I've heard the, what people have to say, and I'm glad that the Lions showed up and proved everyone wrong. This isn't your father's Lions. This isn't the same old Lions. This is, as many people are saying, the brand new Lions. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say that when things are starting to go wrong, games that the Lions would normally lose, that people expect them to lose, someone makes a play, Oh, well, you might be thinking, well, someone else just gave them the game. How can you be excited about that? Well, trust me, I've seen plenty of times that the game has been given to the Lions and they haven't taken it and said they've decided to give it away themselves. I, for one, am fired up about this team. I love what I'm seeing. I love that I can now say the Detroit Lions are your 2023 NFC North champions. They beat the Packers, the Vikings, and the Bears, and there's still two weeks left in the season. Now, the celebration, it's not going to last forever, but I do think this is worth celebrating. You can't just win the division for the first time in 30 years and say, oh, well, we, we need to win a playoff game. We need to win a Super Bowl. It's okay to take a step back and say, wow, this is an accomplishment. This should be celebrated and then keep pushing forward. And that's what I think Dan Kimball has the boys ready to do. The first thing he said when he asked him what he has to fight against, he said, complacency. That's right. Campbell knows he has to keep the Lions on the right track and moving forward. And that all comes to a head this week, Saturday night, prime time, Monday night football on Saturday at the Dallas Cowboys. Here we have a true test. The Dallas Cowboys coming off two losses in a row to the Bills and the Dolphins, a previously thought to be juggernaut, now showing that maybe they were just beating up on bad teams. But but I've heard it, I've heard it a million times. It's Dallas at home. So now Detroit gets to go into Dallas at home where they're supposedly unbeatable and get to challenge themselves against a playoff caliber team. I'll admit it, the line schedule has been kind of easy this year and they've beaten up on some bad to mid-tier teams. That's what you have to do when you're a good team. You have to beat up on those mid-tier level teams. And this will be a good test. I don't want to say this game would just be gravy because there's still stuff to play for, but am I worried about a potential letdown after winning the division? Absolutely. Dallas is desperate. They're coming off two losses in a row, still trying to win the division. They're trying to get some sense of semblance, some sense of urgency, a sense of momentum going into the playoffs. This absolutely will be a tough game. I can see it now. Dak Prescott throws for 450 yards. CeeDee Lamb catches 200 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, I think it will be a shootout, but 
The boys are starting to hum on offense. Jared Goff, hopefully he can play well. The offensive line looks to be healthy. There was a scare earlier in the week with Taylor Decker not practicing, but it looks to just be precautionary. The offensive line should be good to go. And we saw what Buffalo did to them. They ran, ran, ran the ball, and all of a sudden, they couldn't be stopped. Josh Allen only had to complete seven passes in the blowout win. Lions must be licking their chops to only run the ball and win. Man, this would be great. Now, I have to call out the Lions secondary. Things are kind of shaky. Khalil Dorsey, they keep playing him, and man, he had some rough reps last game. Cam Sutton, he's questionable with a toe injury that popped up. Man, wouldn't it be good to lose your one average cornerback? Jerry Jacobs has been benched, then hurt. Now I think he's back. They got Kendall Vildor, who, man, these practice squad guys, are we really going to rely on them against the likes of CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Jake Ferguson? Well, we're going to have to. We're going to have to hope that someone gets pressure, hope that someone can disrupt Dak Prescott, and hope for some big plays because I don't see them stopping Dallas very consistently in this game. Overall, I'm very excited for this game. Potentially, they could get the one seed, but honestly, I'm just looking at the two seed. All you got to do is win out, you get the two seed. This game will show us a lot. I think it will be good a test for the Lions going into the playoffs. I can see it going one of two ways. Either they get beat up and they say, okay, we have work to do to be a playoff team, and I would trust Dan Campbell to get the boys ready to go. Or you go into Dallas and say, hey, we're a real team just like you think you are, Dallas, and it's a close game that the Lions pull out. I'm thinking that the Lions do pull out a close game. I think that Dallas is continually overrated because they're Dallas and also because they beat up on those bad teams. I think the Lions can pull out an upset win as five-and-a-half-point favorites, but it's going to be tough, and I'm not denying that. That's enough Lions talk for right now. We're going to continue to be talking to them as we roll into the playoffs. Also, playoff talk goes for the Indianapolis Colts. Last week, I started to get ahead of myself. I said, why are the Falcons favored against the Colts? Give me the Colts. Today I got a text from Luke and he said, man, every time you jump on the Colts, they lay an egg. They just don't play well. And man, that really was what that game was. It was honestly an embarrassment. The Falcons kept running the same play, plays on the edge with Cordero Patterson and Bijan Robinson and the Colts decided not to tackle. It was an interesting strategy and it ended up not working. But we say coaching matters. I think Steichen will get the Colts ready to go and they'll Beat the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders have been a little bit of a run, but they can't even complete a pass. That's going to be an issue in this game against the Colts. I think the Colts win, and they set up a showdown with the Texans, potentially to win the division, but at least to make the playoffs next week. I think the Colts can do enough. Pittman's back, and it looks like Braden Smith is going to be back. This will be great. Luke is fired up to get Brake Freeland off the field. He thinks it's going to be a big boost for the offensive line, and I won't lie, it probably will be. Zach Moss is still going to be out, but Jonathan Taylor is back, along with Pittman and Downs. I think there's enough in this offense to outdo Aiden O'Connell. Devontae Adams may get loose in the secondary, but hey, Juju Brent's got everyone covered. The defensive line, always going to have to get pressure. Josh Jacobs is out, so can you just stop the run with Zamir White? I think there'll be an emphasis on tackling this week, and the Colts get it done to keep themselves in playoff contention. But I got to get to it. Michigan, Alabama. It's time for more playoffs. How much fun are us Michigan sports fans having? We're having so much fun. Michigan gets to redeem themselves. After two straight playoff losses, they get to play Alabama. The SEC, the vaunted Alabama Crimson Tide, who everyone thinks has better athletes, better defense, better offense. And I'll be honest, looking at this game on the surface, I'm concerned. It's the SEC versus the Big Ten. That overall picture isn't great for me. The SEC generally, they're bigger, they're faster, they're better. 
and they just have better athletes. I decided to dig in a little bit more, listen to some podcasts, see what people had to say, and here's what I came away with. Alabama, they can be rattled. It all starts with quarterback Jalen Milrow. Georgia decided to run this weird defense where they had two QB spies, and essentially they were playing defense with nine players, and it didn't work. Milrow was athletic enough to even get around the spies when he did run, but he just sat back there with a bunch of time and was able to get the job done. Michigan can't do that. They're going to have to trust their defensive line, which honestly has been really good, and they're going to have to put pressure on Milrow. He will make mistakes if you put him under pressure. Yeah, he's going to make some big plays. He'll probably have some explosive runs. They'll get beat over the top once or twice, but overall, they have to force those big mistakes where Michigan can get a fumble, an interception, and capitalize. Points are going to be at a premium in this game, and Michigan, I think, is going to struggle a little bit more than Alabama for the points. But that's where the turnovers come in. I think Milrow will give them a couple opportunities to get a turnover and capitalize on that. Can Michigan run the ball? Hmm, very interesting. Blake Corum and Diamond Edwards are going to have to have a big game. The offensive line is going to have to dominate. I don't think Alabama's defensive line is the normal Alabama defensive line where it can be crazy good. Obviously, they're still very good, but I think this is a really even matchup and one that Michigan has a chance. Can they get up to that four-yard to carry mark? We'll have to wait and see. I'm concerned about the wide receivers from Michigan. They struggled to get separation against Ohio State. How are they going to get separation against Alabama, where I think one of their strengths is the secondary? Also, Colston Loveland's going to have to show out. Alabama has some good linebackers who are able to cover the tight ends really well. I think offense overall is going to be a struggle for Michigan. We're going to need a good J.J. McCarthy game, and the defense is going to have to play uber-aggressive and force Jalen Milrow into those bad throws. I think overall Michigan is the more consistent team. They're going to play good defense and score at generally the same rate where Alabama can take the top off, but man, they can look bad for a quarter or two. The more I thought about this game, I think it is closer. My gut wants to take Alabama, but I'm taking Michigan. I think Michigan can get this done. They kind of assert themselves as, hey, we were a good team last year. We returned everyone and look, we're even better. Shocker. I'm fired up for this game. Could it be more embarrassment? Absolutely. Could this be the end of the Jim Harbaugh era? Absolutely. But I'm embracing the chaos. Michigan can go to the Rose Bowl and prove themselves to be a worthy champion and set up an epic showdown between either Texas or Washington. Quickly on that Texas-Washington game, I think Texas rolls. Texas has an SEC-type defense. Their defensive line, I think, is better than Alabama's. Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Odani Mitchell, those boys can cook on offense. I think Steve Sarkeesian will have the boys ready. Penix is going to do what he can, but if you can't run the ball in Texas and they know you're just going to be throwing, I don't think that's enough to keep up with Texas. We'll see about Quinn Ewers. He's good on script, off script. Can he get going? Can he make big plays outside of the basic one-two reads? We'll have to see. New Year's Day is going to be so much fun. First, we're going to have Michigan hopefully take down Alabama, although I am very nervous about that game. And then we've got Texas-Washington to close the show. I will say that if Michigan wins, I'm definitely cheering for Washington. But if Alabama somehow pulls it off, I'm cheering for Texas. Texas is my second favorite team. I just wouldn't want to have to play them if I were Michigan. Finally, before we wrap up the episode, Elijah's Lock of the Week. I was looking around trying to find something good. I found the Philadelphia Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals over-under set at 48.5. I kind of like the under. I said I would calculate what the record was this week, and I'll be honest, I forgot. I know we lost last week. I think we're one or two games above 500. It's time to get back off the schneid, get on a heater to end the year. I'm taking the under 48.5 in Eagles-Cardinals. 
Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at The Light Dwight Show. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show. I'm really excited about what we got coming. We have big playoff implications this week, next week. We have playoffs the week after. We have college football playoff final the week after. It's all setting up to be an epic run into the NFL and the end of college football, and I'm so excited to keep talking about it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk next week.